this uh, sweet, sweet video, baby. Is so it, who, oh, is that, who is that? Yeah, it? we're live. Yep, we're, we're live. live. We're live. Welcome to the Big If, um, the show where we ask reality TV stars um, about their experience on reality TV. Unfortunately, this episode, we don't have a reality TV star, so we're going to talk about other stuff. But, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get on The Big If. Do you think there's going to be a letdown on this episode coming off the high that we were on from the last one? It's like trying to win the Lombardi Trophy two years in a row, you know? It's, it's, like, hard, it's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat, like, especially at the echelon that we're operating at. Yeah. Like to get, I feel like we're in. The, we just reached a new plateau, and we're gonna have to skate along that plateau for a while before we make another meteoric rise like that. Um, but if our if our next interview isn't someone like Obama, then this is a, this has all been a failure. You think that's in in play? Is forty four on the in play for us? No, no, no. Just someone like Obama, you know. Um, it, so it could be like someone who just likes basketball or another president or um, someone who uh, is married to a Michelle. Just someone like Obama. It doesn't have to be him. Do you do we've talked in the past about like if presidents ever drive during their presidency, which I don't think so. But during the presidency, no, I don't think they get behind the wheel of a car. But does Obama drive himself around nowadays, or does he have a driver for life? I think he's got a driver for life. What? Why? What? What's on? What do you think? Um, I could see Obama being the type that really wants to get back behind the wheel and just kind of open her up, and he like pushes the Secret Service guy to the side, like, "Hey, I got this one," and then just put pedal pedal to the metal. I think he wants to to feel the ground underneath him. They get Secret Service service for life, correct? Is that correct? I know for sure that it's at least 10 years after they leave office for a full like 10 years after that i don't know um i once read a book called like uh all the presidents no not all the presidents man in the president's secret service or something like that and it was a book about like uh, tales from you know retired secret service people and uh, i think that's where i read that fact that it was like 10 years afterwards then you get Secret Service detail. Um, and I got to imagine, as a Secret Service agent, that extra, like, like if I was um, Trump's Secret Service lead, does that mean I'm cuffed to him for the next 10 years? Or can I, like, switch over to Biden now? Like, can you guys transfer me, please? I can't deal with this guy. <laughs> I can't deal with this guy. It's like, it's not even the danger. It's just I, I hate the way he talks. Well, I was always a big Obama guy. I liked him. I feel like he Love present, he presented himself in a way that uh, that I like my leaders to present themselves. He seems like a, a guy's guy, likes to golf, shoot hoops. And I feel like if I was Secret Service and I was assigned to the Obama detail, I would love that. And I would really want to protect him. And I would take it, you know, seriously. I'd but probably I feel brag like, about it. And but you'd you'd be count at least in my opinion. I know there's a lot of 
a lot of Trump people out there. But if I was assigned to the Trump beat, I would be counting down the days until I was done with that. Do you think there's a lot of Trump in uh, the land of big if? A lot of Trumpsters and a lot of Trumpsters and ifsters. Like, where do you think, how big do you think that Venn diagram is? The middle of Trump listeners, big if listen, or Trump fans, big if listeners, how much of that intersects? Um, percentage wise, just percentage wise. Um, 50 50? No. 70, 77% to 23%. 77, 23. 77% of big if listeners are Trump fans, is what you're saying. The opposite. The opposite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That just personally, that makes me more comfortable. I feel like uh, I'm in better company with, with the opposite there. Um, but all, all uh, beliefs welcome. Just don't, um, don't turn our thoughts into uh, fodder for raiding the Capitol. We haven't, other than talking to Shuvi about his governor run at the state of California, we haven't really dived too much into politics in this show, which I think is a smart move. That's, but I'm well, interested. Well, you and I you, are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't we? What, in terms of like what we think and what we align with? Yeah, because I'm I am a raging conservative. <laughs> yeah, you you have said for a long time that once you have a baby, Tucker Carlson will be that baby's <laughs> grandchild, right? Wait, Tucker Carlson will be my baby's grandchild. Godfather, I meant a Godfather. Godfather. <laughs> if I could somehow make Tucker Carlson my baby's grandchild, I just wouldn't have children. If it, and then if we, those we could the, all if avoid was, this whole mess. Who would you rather be? Okay, big if time. If you had to have a conservative pundit be the godmother or the godfather of your children, who would you pick? Would it be Tucker, mm. Sean Hannity? No. Um, I ooh, Sean does have kind of like a. Uh, he does have an uh, like an uncleish type of uh, hairstyle, I would say. Like if I if he were you know my uncle growing up, I didn't know anything about politics. You know, it's just like pure uncle nephew relationship. I think I'd be excited to see Uncle Sean. Um, I don't have a I don't think I have a godfather, so I don't know what that relationship is supposed to really be like. But um, that's a great question, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, just probably Glenn Beck because he was like the most animated or Mary, maybe Laura Ingram because she would just like, she would just put my, just expose my kid to all sorts of awesome ways to like underhand and put someone down, undermine and put someone down. Yeah. What if I opened it up to political pundits from both sides of the aisle? Do you have somebody from CNN or from MSNBC who you would rather like, who um, Anderson yeah, Cooper? I mean, Anderson like, Cooper. Cooper would be cool. Anderson Cooper would be cool. Don Lemon would be cool. Um, the first one that came to mind for me was Wolf. Wolf Litzer. I mean, come on! Like, if you're gonna have a, he looks like a Godfather, kind of. 
Well, he looks like the lawyer of a godfather, at least. <laughs> do you follow, like, on big election nights? Like, do you do you watch that stuff? Are you, like, do you watch the night of the election, like, as the results come in and they talk about it and whatnot? Uh, for presidential elections, yeah. Once you know who one years. of my favorite, my, my favorite people to see is on those? I can't think of his name. I know he's on CNN. But he's the guy that runs that interactive map and just can like zoom into each county just with the, the flick of a wrist. And he's just he's working that thing. I like that. Those guy. guys. Yeah, those guys. I mean, how much training do you think you need for uh, something like that? Because I'm confident that I could do it. But to do it on television live. Sure. While people are waiting for like consequential decisions to come in. And he lives for that. I don't night know. Because I. I'm sure he does some other nights of work when there's like midterms or other races where I'm not watching, but you got to think that that guy just lives for that Tuesday in November, every four years, that's his time to shine. You don't think he does like uh, local pundit, local uh, elections. It's all national for him. Or do you think that's like, his just, that's his big show is the national one. Uh, that'd be great if he was like a local guy from like he was doing like the Fox school board announcement. He had the same kind of energy for that election. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. And I don't know how right. how many waves of votes to the Fox school board election comes in. Like, isn't it just the is it like a single tally or did they count those in waves like they do a national election? I couldn't tell you, but I will say I know semi-recently when I would go out to my parents' house in Imperial, there was a guy that was running for Fox C6 school board and his signs were all over the place. And his name was Brandon something. And he, you know, he really jumped on the opportunity to have signs that said, let's go Brandon. That was like a big double entendre for him. I think that's fantastic. You know, uh, no. have you, you seen those, have you seen those, uh, people put the little stickers at the pumps, uh, with a picture of president Biden and it says, I did that. And it's like pointing up to the price of gas. Have you seen those? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're probably more likely to be around where I am than where you are, but yeah, there's like a sticker with president Biden doing like that. And it says like, I did that. And it's, it's, uh, I guess, the conservatives' way of really just owning the libs, putting a sticker on a gas pump. Nailed it. You got to think that they just they, they line it up and they get all the edges down perfectly and they just take a step back and look at the work they did and they're like, I got them. I, I got them. They're got not going to recover from this. this time. I want to um, take, take those stickers of President <laughs> Biden pointing and saying, I did that, and put them in other places. Like, where would be a good place to put that other than the, like maybe like on a glory hole, like pointing right to the glory hole. So I did that. <laughs> I did that. Have you ever seen a glory hole in person? Not in person. No. I've seen photos. I can imagine one. Do you think they're real? I hands down think they're real. How desperate do you have to be in life to take your fucking dick, get it hard and put it, in a mystery hole and you don't know what's taken it on the other side. What's happened in your life where that seems like the right decision to make in the moment? 
Um, you know, I think there are probably a couple instances, you know, you could be like a crossroads or like a turning point. Maybe you're a young man in his twenties, you know, and you're just like trying to get his dick wet, doesn't really care what's going on, super frustrated with his, you know, early career, just trying to get some sort of relief. And it's like, I'll put my dick anywhere. <laughs> and show, show me a <laughs> hole. I'll put my fucking dick in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just that frustrated. Um, you know, other times, what would compel a person to use the glory hole? I mean, I picture them being maybe you lose stops. a you lose a fantasy football um, league or something like that. So you have Ooh, to use that, the glory hole. You know, it's kind of uh, it's in style now with fantasy football to have a punishment for the last place finisher. Can you imagine if that was your punishment for the end of the year's fantasy like? Dude, I'm sorry you came in last, but you have to drive out to Kingdom City and put your you dick in that glory hole that's in the third stall. <laughs> you have to. You have to. I, have you seen one in real life? No. I uh, I think, yeah, that would be a great punish. Can you imagine? That would be terrible. But I like the punishment, the idea of making whoever finishes last uh, have to sign up and go take the ACT one random Saturday. <laughs> I love that idea. Is that even you get, is that permissible? Like, if I'm a 37-year-old male, can I take the ACT? I don't see why the ACT people would not just take your money and allow you to do it. I could be off on that, but I feel like that that's a thing. Hey, how about, how about for the podcast, we both sign up and take the ACT and see how we do? Okay. All right, I might it might be the SAT out here. It's like the SAT on the code. But hold on. Um, I to all of our listeners, I'm just going to do a quick Google search. Um, where to take the ACT near me? Uh, oh boy, we t- here we go. Do you think ACT test center locator? We're one step closer. Do you think you would fare better on it or worse on it now than you would have in high school? Worse. I think worse because I'm not as, um, you know, like the mind is a muscle and I am just not, uh, my muscles aren't as tuned to the type of questions I'm pretty sure are going to be on there, uh, which are what math, reading, science, and leisure. <laughs> I don't think there's a leisure <laughs> section, maybe <laughs> English. Uh, there it is. I, I think I would do okay on like the English, the reading part, uh, the math and the science would throw me off. I've been very long, very a long time removed from all those equations and stuff that come in handy on some of those types of questions. If I was going to set the over under for you at 24 and a half and you take an ACT and you're betting on yourself, are you taking the over or the under? 24 and a half. I'm taking the over on 24 and a half. You think you're getting over 24 and a half? What did you get in high school? I think I uh, reached 27 or 28. Mm-hmm. And that was after, that was like five or six attempts. And, uh, you know, the after school, like, here's how to take the like it wasn't just like practicing questions it was like practicing how to take the test you know like how to approach it 
So I think, what did I get? I got 24, 25, 25, 26, 26, and 27, I think is how it happened. What yeah. did you end up getting? I got a 30. You've looked at 30? Yeah, yeah, I got a 30. I Could also have gone to any all... state school for free, right? Uh, Bright Flight, which was $2,000 a year at any state university, which really is the reason why I did not go to junior college because I was playing baseball then and planning on playing in college. And there were some good JUCOs out there, but I felt like I was throwing away a lot of potential scholarship money because that, that 2000 does not apply to a place like Jeffco or Merrimack. So that's, no, it had to be like a, a four year university. So I remember that being a reason why JUCO wasn't even really an option for me. Interesting. Okay. Would you seriously would consider you wanna, us having an gone, AC- Yeah, I'll consider doing an ACT test. I, I, I just looked it up. There are no test centers in Napa, but I will search Sonoma. I've, yeah. I, do you think you're reading... Do you think your reading speed is slower, faster, or on par with when you were in high school? Um, I would say, you know, it's interesting. Okay. All right. If I'm reading an article online, you know, let's say about like the, uh, the Rams 49ers game coming up this Monday, I can probably redo that pretty quickly. Plus, I'm also yeah. interested in the material. Right. If I'm reading it on a piece of paper or in a book, I notice that I'm a pretty slow reader. I'm a slow reader, a slow writer, a slow worker. <laughs> Equality stuff, but I'm slow. And I'm thinking I'm going to be pretty slow on this ACT. So uh, I'm, I'm already nervous. Because I remember there being like, you know, there was a false equivalency of a high score on the ACT having a direct correlation to like your intelligence or how smart you are. When really that is not necessarily the case. I think the ACT was more about your reading, reading comprehension and the speed with which you read and your test taking ability. There was, I'm sure there was tons of really smart people who just were poor test takers that did not score as well on the ACT as you would, you would believe. I, I agree. I agree. And that idea of just uh, the test taking in general is um, kind of, uh, hasn't that skewed a lot of people from uh, performing, like a lot of really intelligent people from, from getting the grades or notes that you would think they'd get? Sure. Because school in the traditional, yeah. And school in the traditional sense is not for everybody. And I witnessed that as a teacher, especially when I taught high school the high school was trying to just shoehorn everybody into go into college so that they could boost their numbers and say, this is how many people are on the college path coming out of here. When really a lot, you know, we need to put more of an emphasis on trades, things like that thing. Not everybody is cut out for university and it's a money grab. College is a money grab. College is a money grab and it's uh, you know, elementary basic education you know high school education is like losing relevance right i think so 
like how I have no idea how to do my taxes. So I, I need to go to somebody to help me do my taxes. And like, instead of learning about cursive, which is an easy target, that's punching down, I'm punching down on cursive. <laughs> instead of learning about this, uh, this form of writing that no one really used, why, why shouldn't I um, learn how to do my taxes? Maybe even show me how to get a deduction. When's the last time you used the Pythagorean theorem in adulthood? Consciously, I have no fucking clue. Do you remember what that is? I'm thinking it is, is that the, uh, within any triangle is 180 degrees of angle? Or am I way off? I'm not sure. In my brain, I was thinking it was A squared plus B squared equals C squared. But I could be way off on that. That's how unuseful it is. Now you've got the, I remember the transitive property. I've talked about that uh, with someone recently. Where like A equals, if A equals B and B equals C, or wait, no, the transitive property is if all A's are B's, but not all B's are A's or something like that. This is illuminating radio. <laughs> well, we don't have to keep talking about that, but I, w- I do like the idea of us signing up and having an ACT challenge. I'm totally, I would love that. I I'm, keep on searching uh, local cities. Oakland does not have any ACT. Um, I'm searching San Francisco. Hey, how's the weather out there where you are? kind of warm right now i feel like we i feel like we just had the shift here in st louis into fall i feel like it is starting which part of me likes it part of me does not i love like if i could just bottle up the weather that we've been having here lately where it's like mid 70s a little breezy sun's still out for most of the day i would bottle that up and take it um they're thinking about it they're thinking about it they're thinking about it but i love it i love it i turn the heat off in the house or i'm turning the ac off in the house finally just windows up natural breeze coming through it's awesome i'm built for this kind of weather hoodies and shorts i always want to wear hoodies and shorts they're so comfortable all right i found uh the last thing i'll say about the act i found a test center in san francisco Immaculate Conception Academy. So I feel like I'm going to have a religious portion to this test. Um, yeah. My next date is December 22nd. Sorry, December 10th. December 10th. Would you do any prep for this or would you just go that no. day? No, there's no reason to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> no. The biggest, the only thing that I'm, I'm kind of upset about already is that I'm going to have to drive to San Francisco early on December 10th, if, if that's what we're doing. Do me a favor. Do a quick search and see if you have to be enrolled in high school to take the ACT. Okay. Do you, what do you think the answer is going to be to this? I think they'll take your money. Most people taking the test are 16 or 17, but can you take the ACT after high school? 
Yes, you absolutely can. There are many valid reasons for taking the ACT after (laughs) high school, and the process barely differs from taking it as a teenager. So that's the first uh, result on Google. could be a complete lie, but um, that's where I'm getting. Sweet. You know what would be fun? Well, no. I was in my head. I was thinking, you know, what would be fun is if I came out to see you, and then on that, on December. But it, really, when I take a step back and I'm like, yeah, I've I've literally never been out to see you. Let's spend a little bit of the time I'll have out there in a quiet room where we can't talk and we have to ask if we can go to the bathroom. Maybe that could be part of. Uh, it would be an expensive joke, but that could be part of. Uh, really be a couple real assholes going in there but i'm thinking go in there and just like talk go ahead and disturb <laughs> that silence. now i the losers in this situation are multiple because you and i would be losers for doing that like that's a shit thing to do second these kids who are actually trying to um take the act would would suffer from it um but going in there silently would be kind of fun. You know, I wonder if they put us in the same room. We got With close, us uh, having a G and H last names, there's yeah, a chance could we be. could be in there. Could I, be. Uh, one of the best things about being an adult is the fact that I'm pretty, as far as I know, I don't think I'll ever have to ask to use the restroom ever again. I get to just go when I need to go. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think about that. When I was teaching at that elementary school, there was this woman, we'll call her Miss Robin. Miss Robin, she was this nice, sweet, older lady. She was quirky and her job was to shadow children with uh, certain needs, sometimes severe, sometimes not so much, but she was their paraprofessional that would come to the room and sit in on Spanish class in my class and help them as needed. And I remember Miss Robin, God love her. I'm up and I'm talking to a room of six and seven year olds, trying to make it fun, having a Spanish lesson. And I I see Miss Robin coming towards me and she would come up like kind of behind me, right on my, my ear right here. And she would lean in and she would be like, And I would always be like, yeah. And I was just thinking, you're an adult. You don't have to ask if you can go to the bathroom. I guess I appreciate her asking, but I just, it happened multiple times. Like I'm in the middle of it. She wouldn't even wait for me to stop and have to give the kids something to do. I could be mid sentence and I would just hear her go, can I go to the bathroom? (laughs) You're like, hey, if you're going to cut into, just, just go. One, one more Miss Robin story. Miss Robin, like I said, sweet older lady, very gullible, not super technologically sound. And I remember one day, I, I think I sent out an email to the entire staff at the school talking about this new copy machine that we had just had installed and how one of the crazy new features was that it was voice activated. And you just had to hit the, I went through the directions, like really just hit the green button. Then you say copy front, back, double-sided two pages. And like went through these fake instructions of how to get the voice activated copy machine to work. 
And I don't remember if I told everybody, but Miss Robin, that it was a joke or how I let it play out. But I remember, <laughs> I remember us sitting in the library, just looking from around the corner while we watched Miss Robin go up and try to talk to this apparently <laughs> voice activated copy machine and try to make copies that way. Poor Miss Robin. What do you think she's up to right now? Probably asking somebody half her age if she can take a piss. I don't know. She was not still at the school I was at when I left there. Um, I think she maybe is still doing that same thing, just in a different building or somewhere else. I think Miss Robin's probably still <laughs> not, in the even, game. not even in a scholastic environment. She's just in buildings asking people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just walks into like a law office, goes up to the twelfth floor, it goes up to the reception. Hey, can I go to the bathroom? It's like. Lady, you are 72 years old. You can do whatever you want. This is the lumber yard at Home Depot, lady. Yes, just you can go, go to the go bathroom. anywhere. Just you go, go please. Uh, yeah, I just had my uh, the, the Facebook memory or the photo memory on my phone popped up that I just had my one-year anniversary of working with Sugar Fire. Hey, congrats. Yeah, that teaching stuff seems like a lifetime ago. I feel like the sugar fire thing is all I has is all I know. And also, I don't know if you saw it, but last week, me and our boy Matt got to take a little trip down to Channel Four to do the Ooh, like CBS. Yeah, the local CBS affiliate has their little like coffee talk show that like the weatherman and the traffic lady do from like nine to ten. Uh-huh. And because it was our restaurant's 10 year anniversary, PR got it set up for us to go in there. And I weaseled my way in there to go up there with Matt. So we go up there and uh, we get there. And I was a little nervous about that kind of thing. I think uh, like I was nervous with the Shuby thing. When I've gone and done things with that radio show I refer to, sometimes that kind of stuff makes me nervous. But I was nervous for this. I've never really been in You're like, on TV. camera. Yeah. And it's like, it's a little different when like it's live and there's cameras literally right there and the lights are coming down from overhead. Like it's a different feeling than just like recording, like, like we did with Shuby. At least that was a recording that wasn't going out live or anything, but right. We got in there and we thought we were going on at like eight forty. So I was thinking, okay, there's not a whole lot of time to be nervous. It's just time to show and go like basically. So we get there and they walk us back and it was kind of interesting to see all the stuff that you don't see through the TV. You're kind of behind the scenes and we Crazy sit down. Looking, the uh, that looks like kind of like a camera setup and all that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. And That's we the- get there and the lady's like, actually, you guys aren't going to be going on till 939. So I had a full extra hour to kind of sit there and stew over it and think about being live on and TV. Yeah. So I'm what we're sitting there and you know, it's from me to the wall over here where they're filming this show and I can see it and I can see like the camera that has the electronic teleprompter on it. And you can kind of see how the anchors read from that, but kind of ad lib in certain moments. It was just a neat behind the scenes look. Yeah. But uh, then they go to commercial break and they're like, all right, you guys are up next. So we <laughs> hustle. They have this little like kitchen set up and they have like a, a, a burner, like a top, like a stovetop burner and some stuff. So me and Matt during the commercial break are just 
frantically preparing this brisket grilled cheese sandwich. And uh, finally they're like, all right, we're back in 30 seconds. And I'm like, man, this is, it's happening. We're going, we're about to be going live. And so I'm still kind of doing my thing and Matt's cooking on this, this stove top or whatever. And the red light comes on and it's go time. And you're live. We're, Matt, yeah. the guy's name that was doing our segment, he's Matt Chambers. He is the, one of the weather guys on KMOV. And he's talking and he's like, yeah, and I'm here with the NASCAR pit crew of barbecue. Man, you should have seen these guys in here in the break. They're scrambling around doing this, doing that. Does a little intro about the Sugar Fire 10-year anniversary. And uh, he goes, and I'm here with owner Matt Martin and manager Kurt Wagner. And my... (laughs) And my fucking brain just turned into mashed potatoes. Like, I'm like... Man, I have been nervous about the buildup for this. I've been kind of going over what I thought I might say in my head, all these thoughts. And then the first thing that happens when we go live is this motherfucker who he reads cue cards for a living. (laughs) He got literally every word on the teleprompter right, except my last name. He called me Kurt Wagner. And like I said, Wagner. My brain just immediately shut down and I, it was a good thing that Matt did most of the talking because if they would have panned to me, I would have just had drool coming out of my mouth. I don't know what was going on inside my brain. (laughs) Kurt Wagner. And I'm just like, uh, I'm carving this brisket, just thinking, man, how did he get my name wrong? And I think I might've said like two things during the whole little segment. Our segment got cut a little short because the people in front of us went a little long, but um, I was basically just there to, to carve some brisket there for some visual. I picked up a piece and gave it to the guy and he said something about barbecue sauce and I kind of joked back to him. So I really didn't have too much to say, which was good. What, because, what like was I the said, joke back to him? Were you, were you like, uh, try this sauce or? No, he's, I think he, it wasn't even really a joke might be a, a loose term there. I think he said something banter. along it the was lines banter, of right? banter. He's like, it's so good. You don't even need sauce. And I go, but we got them if you need it. I think Ooh. that was about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was my big contribution to that. But yeah, like I said, my fucking brain just went liquid when I heard this man <laughs> call me Kurt Wagner. I was done for. You know, I, I am going to store away that tactic in my head. Next time that I know um, there's someone who is either overthinking of it, and I'm talking hope, think maybe someone adversarial, you know. They're the other side of the business table whatever the case is and i introduced them by their last name i think i'm gonna try that because that's if you want to like, fuck with their head and throw them yeah. off get get their name wrong it will just turn <laughs> them to to mush man oh my gosh so no one corrected no and uh, i mean I don't know who would have corrected him. Maybe if there, but it's not important enough for the producer in his ear to be like, "No, no, it's Garner, Garner." So I'm sure. Where's the integrity? How funny would it have been if, in the moment, he's like, "And I'm here with Kurt Wagner," and I turn and I go, "It's not Wagner, it's Garner," and I like turn it into a thing. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. It's not Wagner, Garner. Well, when and just when like he when he like did the whole uh, barbecue sauce quip. 
you should, like we got more, but only if you use my fucking name right. <laughs> How could you do that? Come on, Matt. Or I listen to it, you all the time on KMOV. You say everything right, but you couldn't get one name right, and just I mean it's live. What's he gonna do? <laughs> one of, they'd probably cut to one of the other people like, uh, we're gonna go to a break. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have looked great on Sugar Fire, but it is nice. Um, or if I like hold up that the sounds knife, like a fun experience. Like, hey, why don't you try getting my name right? Yeah. Just hold the knife up at him. Or if I, I thought about it, it would have been funny if I would have like purposely called him the wrong name after that to like get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Uh, no. So I mean, but yeah. Other than the guy, just completely. Uh, we well, you could retell that story with his name wrong if you'd like. Yeah, this was the right now. Like, right now? Yeah. This was this was Mark Chambers from KMOB. <laughs> there, gotcha. I got his name. I got his name wrong and the station wrong. Got him. Uh, no, seriously. I, and even the PR lady afterwards, she's like, I am so sorry he got your name wrong. It was in the oh, notes good. correctly. Okay, um, I was acknowledged. Like, yeah, so it was in the notes correctly. I saw the script and I don't know, like, how do you mistake a W and a G? Like, there's not a W. You didn't mix up the order of the letters. You added a letter that wasn't there, my friend. What are you doing? That, that was uh, that was unprofessional. <laughs> Should I? I might give him a bad Yelp review. If you can Yelp review, uh, well, I'm sure as a meteorologist, he probably gets all sorts of negative shit thrown at him by people all day. I just don't like the weather that, you know, like, can you imagine being a meteorologist? It's it just, or like a, a local news meteorologist. I feel like my family would get death threats or something. There was, a, he wasn't a meteorologist, but oh. just. What, what would hearing, you call him? No, this guy was, I was talking, I was getting ready to tell you about something else that just recently happened in St. Louis. This guy was one of the meteorologists, but it just reminded, like, it reminded me. The for some reason in some sects S E C T S some sects of St. Louis there's like a fascination with these people in me local media whether it's TV radio yeah and there was a big story going around last week about this guy from the local Fox affiliate um, I think he's like one of the lead or was one of the lead anchors in like the morning news and but then he also did like an afternoon show on some radio station. And apparently uh, during a commercial break on the radio, there was a recording of him just absolutely laying in to this female coworker of his questioning her motherhood. I think he was calling her some pretty derogatory names. I think the C word might've been, might've been thrown around a little bit, but uh you would have thought the way you would have thought the way the local response to this was going down that this guy had committed some hate crimes. What he did was wrong, and he should have known better than in a radio studio to talk like that. Where there's it, there's going to be a rec- yeah, uh, but yeah, he lost his job. I had heard that that made it all the way to like the People Magazine website. He got Dang. he got lambasted a little bit. Poor guy. You got to watch what you say. You do got to watch what you say. Um, that's, you know, he's not the first one to fall victim to the hot mic. And he won't be the last. But uh, I think it's interesting the local um, 
what did you call it? Uh, lust for local reporters or what was affinity for or there's an affinity there's a there's a fascination there that fascination yeah i know that uh there's a a column that gets written i want to say i don't get the paper anymore but i think it's every friday it's a friday feature in the local paper called media views and it's written by this guy named dan caesar and he will write about like the minutiae and the inner workings. And oftentimes that radio show that I'm a big fan of that I always talk about is a centerpiece of it. And a lot of times he gets information wrong. It's kind of like, it's almost like tabloid for local media, which seems really odd to me. I don't really get that. Well, it's creating jobs. That's true. No, it sounds I, uh, like someone who just watches a lot of local news got a little too obsessive with it and decided I'm going to make my own content criticizing these guys. Not the work that they're maybe, I mean, is it anyone who's local? Does it matter what kind of work they do? It's all like, it's all local, like TV and radio, like mostly radio, mostly like, I mean, that's not true. He'll talk about like the TV side of things. If there's something going on in the national scene that involves like Joe Buck or the local stations or, you know, it's just yeah. media views. It's just media talk, which local media. you wouldn't think that would be that very, that fascinating, but apparently there's a thirst for it. Maybe I we'll make every, it in every there. city. Every city kind of has a little bit of that. I could tell you for sure that like uh, Los Angeles, like the local news reporters were pretty, um, pretty like you know i don't know if there was like a paparazzi culture around them or something but it was there were definitely you know little local celebrities and in san diego best name ever for a local reporter um her name was aloha taylor Ooh, what a great name how'd she look beautiful beautiful woman what's her nationality I, I just found she's her. She's either is a Hawaiian or Asian of some Asian descent or Pacific Islander, maybe. Um, she's married. <laughs> What's her net worth? <laughs> Damn, she's a weathercaster. She's not in news anymore. Born in Hawaii. She's in real estate now. I bet she's making a killing. Coldwell Banker West. Your mother-in-law was a local news personality, correct? She was at one point. She was a health uh, reporter for the local CBS affiliate in Los Angeles. Does she still do any, like, hits here and there? Or is she out of the game? I don't know if she does, like, broadcast stuff. Um, Sorry. But she probably, I mean, she uh, still is involved in like health content and exercise like like she still teaches exercise class like pretty heavy duty one stuff that i'm i would uh, she's she's harder than you or i does does your father-in-law i every once in a while i feel like he gets assigned like some stories still does he still do that stuff uh, yeah, he does local. He does once in a while. He'll do local, but he's mostly on a national level. 
Yeah. What's the last thing that he worked on? Because I feel like he he gets called in when they like, hey, we need to bring in the big guns for this one. So um, he does like border stories usually, um, or that that used to be one of his main pieces. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh, has been his most recent. He's covered a lot of like the drought in California. He's really well versed on that. Um, but yeah, he'll do border stories and he'll do like international. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was trying to cover the Florida or the hurricane or something like that. Yeah, I can picture him being, being, if that was something that was going on on the West Coast, I picture him in that story. Like, Yeah, he's done like volcanoes in Hawaii before. Um, yeah. This hurricane situation is looking pretty intense down there. Looking bleak. Like, there's fires going on from down power lines, and then there's water from wind. I mean, it's getting thrashed down there. Do you know anybody in that part of the country? My mother-in-law's sister. So my wife's aunt, I guess I should say. Um, Your aunt-in-law. My aunt-in-law lives in Pensacola, but I've heard that she uh, it's not hitting them so much there, so she's all right. That's you know one of the, I do not know anybody down there personally. I only know um, people who visit down there. Yeah. Uh, I saw some crazy video of like some of the water and the flooding going on in like the Fort Myers area. Damn. But I don't I don't know anybody down there. Um, that's one of the good things, I guess, about where I live here in Missouri, in the middle part of the world, like hurricanes is not really anything that's on my radar on a any time really i guess we got tornadoes tornadoes flooding um storming winter storms um it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are the weather is out to kill you i have a question and maybe it's like a really dumb maybe the answer is very simple and this is a dumb question uh-huh. When I think of tornadoes, I think of very rural, flat, not everything's a farmland, but that kind of area that's affected by tornadoes. Yeah. Whereas you like if you live in downtown St. Louis, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, you're not at risk of tornadic activity what is it about the city landscape that makes it less likely for it to like you would think a tornado could go right by the arch per se but why why just like out in like farmington or like in the middle of a field and like what what is it about the rural i would get i I don't know my my guess is that the wind has a chance to like pick up at that like in in downtown you've got all these skyscrapers or buildings you know that create drag on that wind and won't let it maybe won't let it get going or something i don't know but in this open area you could have what is it it like 
a warm front coming in to a cold front, basically, or something like that? I don't know. I was too busy being taught the Pythagorean theorem to know about how, how tornadoes are formed. We're going to be so fucked on this ACT. If there's any tornado questions, we might as well just skip them and go to the next one. <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm done. I'm going to be sitting in, uh, what is this place called? Um, Immaculate Conception Academy. Uh, oh, by the way, um, now I guess they require a headshot photo to take the ACT. Do they say why? No. I think it's just so like they can look at you. They're making like a new Facebook, but for ACT takers. Does that affect your, and, and your willingness password. to participate? No, no, none at all. I'll send in a picture of Daffy Duck. Uh, how, yeah. how do you think they're going to take us seriously? I think if we present ourselves as Uh oh. Wasn't playing on the setter. Wasn't playing on the setter, people. Oh. Anyways, this whole ACT. Basically, no, I think I think we have to, to put the... on a front like we're taking it seriously, and then they'll take us seriously. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or we, we could just pretend the whole time like we're 17 years old. I guess they're going to see our IDs and know that we're not. But that would be great if we were like, ma'am, I'm a sophomore in high school. I, I don't know what to tell you. Or what if you kind of went in and you said that, you know, and they challenged you and you're like, no, like mentally, I'm thinking like, that's who I am. That's what I identify with. I am always a sophomore in high school. So I'll see you next year again on this. It's almost like a method actor. You really just got to really get into the part and just. Oh, there, now there's a, a good, um, a good excuse to be there. But you're a method actor. I'm a method. I'm a method actor studying for a role. I'm a bad liar, but that would be funny to go with like this crazy backstory. Like, no, I'm actually working on a new uh, Steven Spielberg movie, and I. I take uh, my roles tactics. very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're, you, know, you took your you took your over at twenty four and a half. What about if it was like twenty six and a half? Do you get to twenty seven on this? Um, no, no. I'm aiming for twenty five. Twenty five. What score? What number would you if you got it? You would be like, like disappoint. Is there anything that would disappoint you? I know, really in the when it gets down to it, it doesn't matter. But what score could you receive that you'd be like, oh, man? Probably like 21, 22. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I would be I would be disappointed. 23 is is where I imagine I'm going to end up. Yeah. Um, but I'm aiming for 25 and I'll be disappointed with 22. 
on the on the other end of the spectrum what would what would legitimately surprise <laughs> you like what would you be like what would if it, i got like a 31 would that astonish would you be astonished if that <laughs> i would be astonished i'll be astonished if i can get through all the questions in the a lot of time <laughs> yeah i, I would think be this is i would be astonished if i got a 31 what what would what would you what would make you proud and then what would make you um really just shudder and disappointment i'm similar to you i think given the amount of time that we have been out of the test taking environment and how long it's been since we were exposed to that material mm-hmm. i think if i got a 27 or higher i would be just elated proud elated is a great word and i'm also similar to you where if like if i was if i'm down close to that like hey you're you're pretty close to being in the teens that would be something that was hard to come to grips with like if i'm like 21 and you're like Ooh, if i got a couple more questions wrong we could have been looking at a 19 <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, if I got like a a seventeen or something, then I I would probably just not talk for a year. I don't know something. It would be awful. I don't know if it's true or not, but I I feel like people used to say that you got a twelve just for putting your name on it. Yeah, for filling out your name in the Scantron, right? Yeah, is there a Scantron system still? I don't know. It's been. I have no idea. What do you, what other sections, if you could add one other section to the ACT, what category would it be? Uh, I got a good one for you. I think it'd be like, um, uh, like energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I would be, I would. I would do pretty strongly in that category. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what is the uh, green colored of this brand's energy drink? And you're like, oh, severe poison or whatever it was called, like Viper Tales. Uh, there'd be like, if there was like a Kama Sutra section, like a sex ed section, <laughs> that would be fun. Did I tell you? Okay. I don't know how much we've talked about this lately. And I don't know, I don't think she'll go back and watch these things. Plus, I'm not really like, I'm not, it's not like that. But has he, so nothing, nothing's even posted. What? Besides like the Shuby like promotional stuff. I don't even think the full episodes are posted. Yeah. So uh, I've been talking to this girl that I met on one of the dating apps. And it's actually been going on now for a couple months. And between my divorce and this girl, I had not slept with anybody. Right. Um, so, I mean, full disclosure, we were looking at like a year and a half of a, of a dry spell. Yeah. <laughs> and not long ago, um, we slept together for the first time and... I had been worried about how my performance was going to be in terms Mm -hmm. of length of time, stamina, if you will. Mm -hmm. And the first time, um, 
was not a performance really to be super proud of. It also was not like, <laughs> it wasn't like the literal like two pump chump, but I want, I would like to have gone longer than that. Um, and then a couple times after that, same kind of situation uh, went down. So I'm like, man, something's got to give here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I had heard about these products called Roman Swipes. And they're these little, like, they come in, like, what looks like a little condom packet. And it's this little, like, uh-huh. you unfold it. And it's this little thing that you rub on your genitals. And it's a, wipe. Supposed, it's a wipe. And I guess it's coated with some sort of, like, numbing agent of sort or desensitizing agent of some sort. Right. Uh, but it's supposed to allow you to last longer. So... I looked up and I saw that you could buy these at Walmart. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go get some from Walmart. I'll have them on hand for when the moment happens. So I go to Walmart and I find these and they're, of course, like next with the condoms, but they are in like a locked display case. case. Yeah. (laughs) So the first time I go, I'm like, fuck. The last thing I want to do is go up to a Walmart worker and be like, Hey, would you mind getting me the I come too fast wipes, please? (laughs) So I walked out of there and I did not get them. And then like a day later, I went to a different Walmart and I'm thinking maybe they're maybe these kind of things get stolen less in this county. So maybe they're not in a locked box. No, they were in a locked box. I'm pretty sure that's just where they go at Walmart. So I look for an employee that's like, um, I'm least worried about what they think about me. So I find this older woman, uh, and I'm like, Hey, would you mind getting something out of this box for me? And we go up to the box and she's like, yeah, just let me get my keys. And she's like reaching into her Walmart apron. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not making this up. We stand there for like two or three minutes while she's trying to find her keys in her apron pocket because they are loaded to the top with like, candy she's like pulling like little lifesavers out of the way and she's trying to find her keys <laughs> oh my gosh and finally she finds her keys and she gets them out and she's she pretty much just allows me to take what i need like i didn't have to tell her what i needed she just let me grab it so i grab these things and i buy them and i take them home and i'm i'm deciding you know i take them home and i'm like all right i'm i'm be interested to see how these work you know i want to i want to put on a better performance this go around so my friend comes over one night and we are on the couch and things start to escalate a little bit and now my yeah. mind's go yeah my now my mind's going and i'm like all right cuz on the package it says it says on there like wait five minutes after you apply. So Uh, I'm thinking, okay, if we're we're like in the heat of passion, how am I going to say, excuse me one moment. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so Roman. Yeah. So we're not, we're on the couch and things are escalating and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get to use one of these wipes. Let's see how this goes. And then one thing leads to another and I get the body language and the vibe that we're not going to get to that point because uh, just in case my mom's watching this, I'll maybe I'll edit this part out. 
but she's she's gonna give me a BJ. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So I I you know I sit back and I get what's coming to me, and that does not go very long at all. And I'm thinking, God damn it, same shit, different day. Like God, but you can't wipe that on before that happens. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm th- so I'm thinking, man, I thought I was gonna get to use these. How am I now that that's I don't I'll have to wait till next time. And then I have this moment of clarity where I'm just like, you know what, instead of like using all this energy and this focus to like figure out how you're going to sneakily use these dick wipes, how about we just go with full transparency? Love it. So I say to this, I say to my friend, I'm like, hey, I want to show you something. (laughs) And I say... You know, and I said it like I just said it to you. I go, you know, I like, haven't really look, it's been, been a long time. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I framed it like, you know what? I hadn't really been with anybody since my divorce. Uh, and it, she's like, how long had it been? I'm like a year and a half. And I go and I, you know, I was a little disappointed in my performance the other night. She goes, yeah, I could tell. I go, yeah, you know, so I had heard about these wipes and I decided to give them a shot. And I go in the other room and I get them and we're like looking at the packaging together and to her credit, she like took it phenomenally well. She didn't make me feel bad or weird or anything. Yeah. Oh, you're so being cool. Yeah. So we go back to watching TV or whatever. And then later that evening, maybe like a 45 minutes later, she's like, Hey, do you want to use one of those things? I said, hell yeah, I do. So we go upstairs and things are heating up again. I'm like, all right, I'll be right. Perfect. I go. I go, I'll be right back. Start the five minute timer. <laughs> so I go in the bathroom and I just start rubbing this thing on my fucking dickhead. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's numb it up here right quick. And I get a condom and I go back in the other room and we put the condom on. And I tell you what, we, we went at it for a while. There was multiple position changes. Like, yeah. I w- okay again maybe we'll edit Things this out well. maybe maybe i'll edit this out maybe not but i'll tell you what i don't know if it was the wipes no i know it was the wipes but that was like the first time in a while where i felt like i was fucking like that was some fucking <laughs> what's going on oh my gosh i love so, it so i can Roman tell swipes, that sh- baby so I can tell that she has gotten what she needed and I can tell that I am not going to get there. Right. So I, it's not like I put on like an Oscar worthy performance or anything. I wasn't trying to like embellish, but I kind of like made it seem like, okay, I'm done now. And we stopped or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, on try number one with the Roman swipes, I couldn't even come. I never came. Wow. Since then, I've used it one more time, and I did not receive any other favors before that, and it just allowed me to last a good amount of time, and then when I felt like I wanted to get there, I was able to get there. So no free ads, but Roman Swipes, Roman I'm swipe. giving them, yeah. I'm <laughs> on their in. website here. They're on... <laughs> You know, is there an official partner in Major League Baseball? I don't know that I lodged that in my memory, but I do think I did come across that at some point. They're discreet. 
they're discreet. Um, let's see that. In a 2017 study, 82% of 15 participants using benzocaine wipes were no longer considered to have PE at the end of two months. In fact, the time to orgasm during vaginal intercourse was just 75 seconds at the start of the study, but nearly three times after one month and five and a half minutes at the two months, three minutes after, but nearly three minutes after <laughs> one month and five and a half minutes at the two month mark. And I can send you the research on this too. So. <laughs> yeah, send it, send it over so I can browse through it. But uh, yeah, and I, but I think really the thing that I was most astonished with was just how being honest and transparent and vulnerable actually went over pretty well. Instead of like trying to hide it and be sneaky and this and that, I just went opened great. up the book and said, this is, it is what it is. I'm doing it for your benefit and mine. I'm sorry, but it, you know, and it went over well. So if there's a lesson there, it's not always easy, but honesty is good. I love that. I love and that. And it led to some straight fucking. Straight fucking. Nice, dude. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, yeah. well, I'm going to have to check out some Roman swipes here. Well, I doubt you have any. Yeah, you probably don't have that kind of problem. Once in a while, you know. Well, like dry spells or something and once in a while you know you get back into the game but uh roman swipes what percentage of times that you have intercourse <laughs> do you wear a condom 100 um no close probably 90 90 yeah what would lead to one of the 10% of times where you choose to go without one, not having one? No. Or it's do you always have the one? The excitement. The excitement. It's more the excitement. Yeah. Living, living dangerously. The, the thrill of living on the edge. That's right. Uh, have you seen, you're familiar with Russell Wilson, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with Russ, with um, Danger Russ, you mean? I do mean dangerous. Have you I hate that fucking nickname? Have you seen his new uh, subway commercial? No. I want to. I want to share this with you real quick because I think this you and Zoom could really. Am, are you seeing my screen right now or no? No, I'm not seeing anything. Enable the not version. Let's see how this goes here. Are you seeing my screen now? Yeah. All right. Let's find that. You didn't love all the things that it took to be me. Are you seeing my TikTok? Yeah. All right. Oh man, I hope he didn't delete it. This video was just it almost okay. 
I saw somebody describe it and I thought it was a great way to describe it. They said the way that he was talking, he seemed like someone in a movie that had kidnapped somebody and tied them to a chair and was just calmly talking to them in like a really deranged way. Here we go. I think we might have found it. This is terrible. I'm sorry, but you got to see it. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, you want to split the Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. And it's dangerously good. Be careful, though. You ever done anything dangerous? It is dangerous. I've done something like that too. I won't tell anybody. Listen. What is it? Never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch. It's only in the vault. That's a little secret. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I like it. Okay, so that version, the creepy music and the zoom in edits, that was all added. <laughs> but oh, okay. <laughs> so Subway didn't do this. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is a pretty big swing for Subway. So like, <laughs> go with this. but the real version is just him standing there there's no music there's no audio anything it's just him talking to a silent room but that was pretty funny with the creepy music added in (laughs) that's really funny have you ever done anything dangerous and then there's like a six second pause he goes "Ooh, that is dangerous all right well uh let's wrap up this episode oh it was Um, great it was great i've got some great uh what did we learn what did we learn today that we'll be having an act challenge the act challenge we um i mean the 23 percent of ifters are also trump lovers okay um we talked about which political pundit we would want to be our baby's godfathers. Um, glory holes. Miss Robin needs permission to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, Kurt Wagner. Oh, and um, you know, uh, one more one thought I would just want to get out there before before hang it up, and it goes back to this idea of. of grown man taking the ACT and excuses <laughs> for it. If I make the excuse, um, I'm a method actor and I'm studying for a role. Is, can that be an excuse for anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. You get pulled over for drunk driving. I'm sorry, officer. I'm studying I'm for a method, role. Yeah. Yeah. Cr- well, yeah. Crimes notwithstanding. Like if I. Um, like, you know, that uh, girl was 16 years old, right? Hey, I'm, it's for a part, okay? I'm, I'm studying for a role, you asshole. 
All right. Well, that was the only other thought I want to throw out there. Um, otherwise, this has been a fantastic episode of The Big If. Uh, you know, I know we were riding that wave high and we're sort of on the, uh, the downwards crest. Uh, but I wouldn't even say we went downwards. I feel like we just rode the wave and then just kept sailing upwards. I would like to. I, I reached out to Joey. I tried to send him a DM on TikTok, but since oh, yeah. he does not... He has a different setting than Shuby has because I was able to DM Shuby and Joey's would not let me send the message because he doesn't follow us. So I thought about reaching out to Shuby to see if he'd pass it along, but I didn't want him to think we were using him. Yeah, I get that. Why don't we, uh, you know, I don't think our relationship with Shuby is completely over. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, maybe we can get, we can figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I like the idea of working working through him to get, you know, to people who uh, have that setting activated. I, did I tell you I got two DMs with the hashtag squad goils on there? So I guess really? they, yeah, they're but they're both people that I know in my real life. <laughs> so, so you're going to send them uh, some T-shirts, huh? Well, one of them is Danny. <laughs> okay. And the other one is this girl that works part-time with Sugar Fire, this, this younger girl. So she's definitely getting a handwritten one. I know that for sure. But so Danny, I might get Danny episode, Is the whole episode actually posted? Uh, yeah, the whole episode is on YouTube. Uh, let me check is the it? views real quick before we hang it up. This, this, maybe this will really be it. We'll finish with a final count of how many views on our Shuby episode. What do you, what do you, what is your guess? I just want to, I'm curious what you think. How many views gonna, do you think are, our highest, gonna, our high watermark prior to that was like 19 views. All right, I'm gonna double that at 38 views. Okay. Now I'll, I'll go, I'll go 50. 48 views. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. I posted it on a, on a circle Facebook group that I joined for the only reason is to, to spam them with a link to our interview. That did now not really got, increase it too much. But yeah, 48 views. We got to get characters from other seasons of the circle, maybe. Yeah, maybe tonight after I get home from dinner, maybe I'll fire up season two and see if there's any personalities that I enjoy. You should. You should. I think if I think there's this uh, there's this one guy that does breath work who's kind of the shooby, I think, of season two. And yeah. uh, maybe we could get him. All right. I have a proposition for you. I know that you are an extremely busy guy. You have right. your work responsibilities. You're in, you're married, so that takes up some of your time and attention, and rightfully so. But how about for our next recording, <laughs> we make we both watch. Let's let's watch season two, episode one. Take notes, and then our next episode will break down season one, and maybe we can just break down the whole season, and maybe that'll help us land. A guest or two if we make it if we have kind of a theme to a, a se- this is our season two we're starting season two of our podcast shuby was we're the com- season one we're finale. coming around on it we're coming around yeah. on a year on um riverside i think right didn't we get riverside in like 
November or December? December sounds right. Cause I feel like I was out of town on a golf tournament with my dad. And I think that was in December. So yeah, I think so. So yeah, let's, okay. What are those episodes? Like 45 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. I'll put it on right now when we get off. All right. And let's, I want you to take notes. I will as well. And then whenever we can hop on, it doesn't have to be an hour long recording. Maybe we'll do 20 minutes or so. And we just, we'll do a season breakdown episode by episode. Okay. And I propose a counter proposal yeah. that we, we limit the um, circle circle. We'll call it the circle circle. <laughs> um, or maybe there's like a little a quick circle jerk is what we'll call it. Um, the circle jerk that's a quick the circle jerk right yeah and uh we limit it to like five to eight minutes or something like that what our mini episodes yeah because i i like the circle nothing no hard feelings against you circle but i don't want my podcast to only be about the circle i i agree okay. i i think i like that you're reining me in a little bit um but the podcast is whatever our fans say it is that's really that's the case if you okay i'm off the next two days i know you're not but do you have eight yeah. to ten minutes over the next two days where we could do our first mini circle jerk oh you just want to do a quick circle jerk we could <laughs> i guess so big a little biggest circle jerk <laughs> yeah a big if circle jerk <laughs> Yeah, I think I do. Um, so I've got uh, two larger projects to do over the next day and a half. And then Friday, starting at one, I'm pretty indisposed through the evening. Um, so why don't we try tomorrow, I guess? Love it. What time? I can do morning, afternoon, night. It's up to you. I guess... Um, afternoon maybe okay yep i will watch right. tonight i will take notes and tomorrow season two of the big if we debut the big if circle jerk we're so we're starting season two of the big if tomorrow this this is the season two preview show <laughs> wait i don't get how is how are seasons divided then uh kind of however we feel like cutting them up i feel like shuby was like a good like season one finale good finale and this is the, the season two preview show yeah all right well this this season on on the big <laughs> if uh, <laughs> i guess we're gonna take the act uh someone's gonna find a glory hole uh we're gonna try to get roman swipes to sponsor us um it'd be us and Major League Baseball uh, will have the only right to Roman swipes is, is my goal by the end of season two. Love it. I love <laughs> that there's big things on the horizon with us. And it's thanks and no, no, no small, small part to my er, thank you to my erectile dysfunction for allowing <laughs> us the opportunity to reach out to the people at Roman's. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stick around, Esters, because there's a lot more coming at you.
Season two. Season two. Um, all right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. We'll see you next time on season two.